This is the MDRT Podcast. Clients may not always understand how smoking can impact their insurance coverage. During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Shelley McIntyre, Belleville, Ontario, Canada. Sonia Lee, Los Angeles, California. Ali Shohut, Toronto, Canada. Michael Bibb, Warwick, UK. Discuss their clients' perceptions and how education from their advisors has led them to quit smoking and lowered their premiums. We outsource the underwriting to a paramedical company to gather the information. However, the, the most recent situation that came up, which is prevalent, I think, in every country, is smoking status. And that's people think that if they have one or two cigarettes, they're casual smokers, they're not really a smoker. And that's probably where that has come up in my business. We had a recent situation with a young fella who was looking to replace some term insurance, make some changes to his policy. And when we did go through the questions, we don't do the medical questions, but we do ask whether you have had any cigarettes in the past 12 months. And he said, yes, I have. I've had maybe five or 10 cigarettes a year. We told him he's considered a smoker, which blew him away and he couldn't he couldn't fathom why being casual makes him a smoking has the same risk. And that caused him not to proceed with the policy, which was the right decision on his part because lying about it would just cause the policy to be ineffective. He even went so far as to say, well, why don't I just go to another advisor and I won't tell them because you should have told me that saying I smoke a few cigarettes makes me a smoker. And my answer would not have been the same. The reality is that our job is not to just sell a policy, but to advise the clients that they need full and proper disclosure, otherwise the policies won't pay out. So if we talk about situations that come up, that's the one that really probably comes up more often than not, that people have this illusion around smoking status that it doesn't classify them as a smoker, and it's our job to really inform them that non-disclosure will void a contract and they really need to be 100% totally honest with it, otherwise don't bother buying the policy. To my clients who want to buy life insurance or disability or critical illness insurance, I tell them to contact the health provider directly before we even start the application process and have them to get all the information first through either CD or in a thick, you know, thick papers, it doesn't matter. And I have them prepare all of that. I have them ask them to get those information directly from the health provider, like hospital, clinic, doctor's office, and then have them bring them to me, and then I send it to the uh, underwriter office and see you know, if, if it's clean, it's good to go, and make sure the application is matched with that information. I think some of it's to do with shame in that if someone is, for example, a casual smoker, it's something they know they've got a choice in, but it's actually beating them. So uh, coming back to that vision we've got of ourselves, I think people are a lot more health conscious and yeah, there might be that degree of embarrassment about it. For us, yeah, if you smoke, uh, doesn't matter how many, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the, then you're a smoker. We are talking previously about uh, our job isn't really just to sell products, it's to genuinely help people. And we encourage clients to look at that lifestyle, that health thing as part of the bigger picture so that, for example, we're not too worried about getting double digits returns, but what we want them to be is around in the next 10 or 20 Christmases. So a part of what we do is very much this kind of lifestyle piece that if they are smoking now and the premiums are really high, how important are those, for example, five cigarettes a year? You know, if we stop that, let's revisit it in a year, let's get it at a competitive price and, you know, let's focus on health because bottom line, health is the wealth. 
So I have specific cases right now. There are three clients who are waiting. One, uh, three more months, and the other one, I think uh, two more months to go. So these people, casual smokers, but I told them, you know what, casual smoker doesn't matter, you are a smoker. So you're not gonna get a really like preferred rating. So why don't you wait until a certain time? So we talked to the underwriter. So underwriter gave each one of them some timeline. So where they just completely just smoke free. And then on the record, they can actually identify themselves as a non-smoker. So there are some cases that are put on hold because of that. But I agree with him, you know, it is a lifestyle. We want to be truthful all the time. We don't want to kind of sneak in and, you know, cut corners and things like that. And our clients perceive that as, you know, deception too. Although they may like, oh, I want to get preferred, although I'm a casual smoker. But in the back, they kind of look, look at us as, oh, they're not trustworthy. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. And that's how we look at smoking <laughs> status. And we tell our clients that. And if they are smokers, we'll encourage them to take the policy as a smoker so that they have the protection. And in 12 months' time, if they are healthy, then they can apply to have non-smoker rates applied to their policy. It seems if someone is struggling to quit smoking, they could just meet with their financial advisor and be motivated. Have you ever unintentionally gotten any of your clients to stop? Yes. More than one. Absolutely. They see the difference in the pricing and... I'm all over encouraging healthy living, and it's amazing how far I'm so proud of you goes, even with an adult, for anybody to be proud of somebody because they're trying so hard, and look what you're going to get at the end. Your premiums are going to cut in half. There's nothing more satisfying than when you get to approach the underwriters after a year smoke-free and say, can you lower the premium, and they get it lowered, and they're so excited about it just trying to think of people off the top of my head. It's just pretty much what I've said. They've come in, they're smokers. I show them the difference. People have no idea. They don't realize. And so then I explain to them why. It's not because the underwriters don't like smokers versus smokers. It's because you're at that much higher of a risk of dying prematurely. And when they hear that, then it makes a huge difference. So specifically in more than one case, I had that conversation with people and said, this is the difference. So they have to be, the ones for me anyways, they had to be wanting to quit to start with. And they, were, they would say, that is exactly what I wanted to do. Anyhow, this might be the motivation and then I will work specifically with them. And I've followed up actually even six months in and said, how's it going? Yeah, I'm still quit and okay, we only have six months to go. And that's specifically cases that I've done with smokers because I'm fairly anti-smoking. <laughs> I have one client actually, he has like a really wild lifestyle. He drives some kind of race car and things like that. So his parents asked me to help him to buy a life insurance, but he's a smoker. But I couldn't really have him just wait another one year and things like that until he quit his smoking because he needed some kind of coverage, you know, because something can happen, right, because of his white lifestyle. So we, we helped him to get a coverage, but then I told him, you know, if you stop smoking for about a year or more, actually you can lower your premium. He's, he liked that. So now he has a couple more months to go he's been sober he's been yeah smoking free all this time because you know he wants to lower his premium 
Thanks for listening to this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes at MTRT Podcast. See you next time.